This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raider Nation is never shy. You ask, we answer. It's time for the Raider Nation mailbag. What's on your mind, fam? Drop us an email at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Now, it's your time to speak up. All right, welcome back. The Silver and Black Today mailbox, one of our favorite times of the week. I'm always interested to hear from people, Mo. Heard from some people last, not for air, but I heard from several people and talking about, hey, I'm so happy with what's happening with the Raiders. And then I heard from people who said, oh, this sucks. We missed out on this. We missed out on that. And then I heard people that said, we're being too negative on the show. Then I heard people that said, we're being too easy on Mark Davis for not hiring the right people. So we love it, though. Look, I'm not passing judgment. I might agree with you or disagree with you, but... I love that you guys talk to us. And and so that's what this is all about. Scott, I have a new stance. Uh-oh. A new stance? Yes. Not a new stance. I've always kind of done this, and I try okay. to stick to this. Of course, I'm not always perfect, but I try to stick to this, this uh, perspective. I'm not here to tell anyone what to think. Mm-hmm. I'll present the facts. I'll present the data. I'll present my opinions based in facts and data and research. And I'll let you make up your opinion about what I said. Right. That's fair. And that's that's it, right? Like, because I I always tell people too, because I'll get I'll get some folks, of course, that are snapper heads, and they just they just want to berate you for your opinion, which is <laughs> it's their right to do that. I don't have to; it's my right not to have to pay attention to it. But I do think that you share an opinion, and even back it up with data, and sometimes people still don't like it, and that's fine too. But I think you walk away. I always cho- go into conversation somebody who disagrees with me. If somebody says, "Oh," JJ McCarthy sucks. If they draft him, I'm out. Okay. So then why? Give me the reasons why. Well, he can't throw. That's not a reason. That's like an opinion that's based on <laughs> what? So I, you know, when I'm wrong and we get challenged here on the show, because occasionally you and I will make a statement or say something and it's it's wrong factually or whatever. And that's cool. And and I I love that our audience points it out. Um, but, but yes, I like your stance. I think it's like, look, I'm going to give you the opinion. Don't have to agree. Don't have to agree. And a lot of you don't agree a lot of the times and that's cool, but that's what we love. This environment, the listeners, the viewers here on the show, we love it because we can disagree with one another and then carry on. Right. So 
that's good. We don't get upset. We don't get emotional. We just kind of move on. You, you know what the fun thing is? And I know <laughs> Stoic Raider is probably listening or watching this. Shout out to the Stoic Raider. He's, He's good. Very man. good. Very good follow on the X. Yes. Uh, comes into my Bleach Report lives. Is very active in there. He's on the Spencer Rattler to Las Vegas bandwagon. He is. He's, he's been trying to push that. And I think Chrissy Freud, who was on, just on with us, feeds into that. So, Stoic, yeah. if you're listening, I'm sure you like that segment with Chrissy Freud pushing the Spencer Rattler to Raiders. Spencer to LV would be the hashtag, I guess. There's no ring to it. But <laughs> a lot of people have said something about Rattler, the name, the snake. You know, it kind of fits with the Raiders. Well, Six degrees of separate, you know, the six degrees mm. game. Yeah. So Spencer is a TV show. There was a TV show called Spencer for Hire. You might be too young to remember it. Yeah, I probably am. Spencer for <laughs> Hire, the, the lead character in that um, was an actor who played Dan Tana, which if you see my license plate back here, that's what this is a reference to. The old show from the 70s called Vegas. And so that's the Spencer relation to Vegas. I'm just just throwing that out there because if I can get a cultural reference in, I will. But that's the thing, too, I will say, like, you know, there are lots of experts out there and Chrissy, you know, focuses on quarterback. Chrissy was, again, her mentor was Mike Leach, the late, great Mike Leach. And if you didn't read her stuff or see her stuff on uh, when he passed, you should go check it out. But but Chrissy focuses on quarterbacks and I think that's what you have to do as a fan. You don't have to take her word for it. I'm not saying that you just take it because she's got this great background, which she's an expert in it. But do your research. Find out what matters. There's so many free things out there, Mo. The QB school, of course, is a great one. I love watching him break down films. If you just go watch that stuff, you'll learn so much about quarterbacks so that as a fan, if you just want to know more, so you say, okay, by the time the draft comes around in April, what's the quarterback the Raiders should go get? Well, you know what? I watched film. I watched breakdown of all those guys. And based on all of those sources, I think this is the best guy. I just think it doesn't matter if you're talking about politics, sports, uh, cooking. There's so much free information out there. So educate yourself as much as you want to. And then you can have a great discussion around it. I know we like to do that. So, all right. So we're going to get to the listeners' responses now. We got some written emails that we'll get to. Our, our good buddy Gary Harkin Reader, of course, <laughs> is on there, and we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, and but we have some emails. We're going to start with our good friend Jacob in Fresno. And if you know anything about Jacob, by the way, some people texted me, messaged me, Mo. I want to give a shout out to, to a couple of listeners, Kobe Gellis. Um, who I've had a great conversation back and forth with about all the Raider moves uh, moves on DM on X.com, as well as Hayden Adoni down in Australia, who's been great, and our good friend Soren uh, as well for giving us some feedback on the show. So thank you guys for that. Uh, but Jacob, Jacob, Jacob has uh, some of the most entertaining calls. And I will tell you, I try, I usually try not to listen to the calls before we do the show, but I know Jacob always has wild stuff. And I don't mean wild in a bad way. So I listened to this one, and this is an epic call because he does an impression that I think is really, really good. So here's Jacob from Fresno uh, as our first call on the Raider Nation mailbag. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Egg today. Scott, gale, 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 Branson. And many, 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 down It's Jacob from Fresno. Sorry, I have a sore throat this week. Listen up. You know, I hear all the time, though I've never seen one, I hear all the time about these unique three-team trades, and I wanted to run a little possibility by you guys. Let me know how viable or how much potential this kind of thing would have. So, say draft day, the day before draft day, Adam Schefter comes on and he says, according to my sources, the Las Vegas Raiders have traded up with the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears in a three-team trade where the Chicago Bears move down to 13, the Commanders move up to number one, and the Raiders take number two. Chicago brings in the Raiders 13, the Raiders second, the Raiders fourth, and the Washington Commanders fourth. <laughs> Do you think that's possible? Do you think that the the Commanders with Cliff Dingleberry, or sorry, Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury, goes up and gets their guy Caleb Williams? We all know that that's what they want. They get a guy like Kingsbury. And we go to number two. We get a guy like Jaden Daniels. And the Bears take our 13, and they take a slew of other picks. You think that's possible? I think AP really likes Jaden Daniels. He was in the locker room and everything for our last game. Um, and, I mean, for his Heisman, you mentioned AP. I think there's a relationship there, and I think that there's a future. What do you guys think? Let me know. Raiders. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. <laughs> you know what? You know what I think is possible? What's that? Jacob impersonating Adam Schefter. Dude. Doing a report. I, I believe Dude. Jacob has it in him where he could pull that off on ESPN. Dude. He he was good. If he works a little more, like it was really good, Jacob. Yeah. Your Schefter was really good, but I would work on it a little more because I know you can perfect it. I know you can't. Like it is so close. The first I stopped the recording laughing the first time I heard it because it was so <laughs> good. But get, what about his trade? So we'll forget the, the impression for now. We'll get back to that. But what about his trade scenario? Three-way trade. The Raiders give the Bears 13. The Commanders go to number one. The Raiders get number two. I see one big problem with this. I just don't think the Bears – the Bears have a lot of needs. I think they also would like Marvin Harrison Jr., so I don't know that they would move that far down. But what do you think, Mo, of a three-teamer there? I thought you was going to say what I was going to say. The big – we can all dream, right? Because their reports are the the one big issue with that trade idea is I don't think the Bears are going to pass on a court a top three quarterback. I believe they're gonna I believe they're gonna trade Justin Fields and and grab I one of too. those top three guys. So in too. order for that trade to be possible, the Bears would have to say we're good with Justin Fields or we're good with one of the second third tier quarterbacks in this year's draft class. And I just don't see that happening. Right, but I I could see them Mo and Jacob. I could see them moving down a spot if Washington wants to trade the farm for Caleb Williams. Yeah, I could. and they like Drake May or Jaden Daniels for that for that matter. Dude, move down one spot. I still get the quarterback I want, and I'm getting a whole crap load of capital from you. Absolutely. The problem, Scott, is 
there's nothing in it for the Raiders in that deal. Nothing. <laughs> so I know I know that's a great idea for Washington Commanders fans, but Raider fans are thinking, well, what about us? What do we get out of that? Well, you know what it is? It's what you said earlier in the show. I think I think it, let's say that happens. So we're so we're living in La La Land. We're having fun. <laughs> Commanders move up to one, so Cliff gets his quarterback. Bears go right. two. They take Drake May. I think. And then the, the 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 Raiders go from 13 to three and they get Jaden Daniels. I that to me would be if there was a bunch of trades at the top of the, that would be the most realistic scenario. You agree? Yeah, I agree. And as you alluded to, that's what I pointed out early in the show is that what if the Patriots don't want Jaden Daniels? What if right. they're what if they're just not high on Jaden for whatever reason? He's too slim, this, this, that, and third. You know, the every team has their reason for not ranking a quarterback high. Mm -hmm. on their board so the Raiders would have to hope that the Patriots don't like Jaden Daniels because that's their only hope of getting up and getting him or getting up into the top three period is if they're saying well we like Bo Nix more than yeah Jaden Daniels and we prefer Bo Nix or whoever JJ McCarthy and I think the Patriots are a wild card too Mo because Belichick's not there anymore we can't go so we off the history yeah, of what they don't. used to do but I could see them also – I could see the Patriots, like I said, if if the Bears take a quarterback, which I think is a 90% chance, I just do, and they trade Justin Fields, that could be a spot for Justin Fields. That could be a spot for Russell Wilson. They might go the veteran route as they build the team around him because they have so many needs, including offensive line. They have some good defensive pieces, but they're also um, aging there in some spots. So, so I could see them going the veteran route and saying, you know, we're just not ready to bring in a rookie quarterback – um, unless they really love somebody, right? Unless they think like, oh gosh, this is the guy. Jaden Daniels is the guy for the next 15 years. Okay, great. Then you go get him. But I think that's more scenario. Uh, Jacob, dude, as always, thank you. And please continue. I think we might have Jacob live on the show as Adam Schefter. Full disclosure that he is the fake Adam Schefter. He's the fake Adam Schefter. But that was good, man. Breaking that was news. really good. Breaking yes. news, Jacob. Breaking news. We'll have him do a breaking news about Mo Moten, Midtown Mo signing a big deal for his variety shows, TV show. All right, we're going to get on to our next call. This is Mike from California. I do want to mention Mike from California. We also had a call from Michael in the Bay Area. So Michael, if you're listening, your call cut out after like, it was like a cell dead thing. So you made a sentence and then it was just silence for like a minute and a half. So I would have loved to have your call on Michael in the Bay Area. So call back, leave another message, make sure you're in a good cell area. I lived in California. I know how that goes. All right. Here's Mike in California. Hey, Sahi Mo. It's Mike in California, Bay Area native, longtime Raider fan. And I got a quick question. Um, I just want to see what's your guys' opinion on, you know, of all the hirings we could have or had and of all the offensive minded uh coaches we could have had um just your thoughts on Luke Getsky and just the overall process I wanted to know what you think because you know the whole time Mark Davis um and you know was pressing on you know it was going to be a slow process and we take our time find the right people and even AP was saying we're going to hire somebody at least 24 points per game and you know it's been one thing said, but something else actually has happened. So just want to know what you guys think about that and just the, any comments you think as well. Thank you. 
There you go, Mike in California, Bay Area native, and and Mike, why are you so negative? No, I'm just kidding. That's not a negative <laughs> call. He's a, he's asking real questions yep. in a very respectful way. Mo, I'll let you I'll, I'll let you respond to Mike on the coaching hires and then maybe the overall process. So I took some notes of what Mike said, and the first thing that stood out to me, he talked about the hiring process, and I think fans were some fans were thrown in for a loop when. AP was hired after only, I believe, Leslie Frazier and Chris Richard were <laughs> interviewed for the head coaching job. Mm -hmm. And we thought there was going to be a more extensive head coaching search. You know, it 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 was two coaches who hadn't coached this past season in AP, basically. Now, Vic Tafer said that the Raiders had were in contact with Jim Harbaugh's agent, but I get the feeling that Jim Harbaugh just wasn't really as interested in the Raiders job as he was a Chargers job. That's just my opinion, my feeling of it. But the the head coaching search kind of surprised me because it it to me it tells me that the Raiders had made up their mind about AP before they went into the process because if they didn't I I would think they would have had a more had more variety of candidates in to talk to about the position but they didn't they hired AP you and I have both said if they hire AP solid hire based on what he's did what he's done as an interim right the other thing I want to point out that that Mike touched on was. AP talking about wanting to score. Well, he joked about this, but scoring 24, 24 points, points at, min at minimum yeah. at his introductory press conference. Mm -hmm. He also mentioned the vertical passing game. And this is my hang-up about AP's philosophy and Luke Getze. Yes, Luke Getze has, has had offenses known for running the football with quarterback help. Let's not forget Justin <laughs> Fields was, was accounted for a lot of those rushing yards that the Bears had. Not to say the running backs weren't, you know, part of the running game plan but a lot of that was justin fields okay ap likes to run the ball but he made a point at his press conference that he just doesn't want to run, run the ball he wants to go back to the raider fabric and that's the vertical passing game well that luke gets he's not known for the vertical passing game so that that was my one question that i haven't wrote about or spoke about with the luke Getze hire he with ap wanting to go vertical if you look at luke Getze's history even as a passing game coordinator wasn't a high. It was an offense that went down the field in the vertical pass game a whole lot. Mm -hmm. It was a. It, it, if you look at his last two Chicago years, it's a lot of short passes. You know, it's a lot of uh, yards after the catch. I wrote about this in Sports Night with my last piece, the pros and cons of hiring Luke Getzey. Mm -hmm. uh, he used DJ Moore very well because DJ Moore is, is a running back with some speed. Uh, got the ball into DJ Moore's hands in space, allowed him to rack up yards after the catch. Yep. But there wasn't a lot of vertical passing game. And I think there were times where uh, DJ Moore wanted to go downfield a lot more, and that wasn't part of the Bears' passing game plan. So I'm wondering, is Luke Getzey going to build the pass off the run and start using the vertical passing game? Right. Or is that, or is it just something that AP said during the presser, and we're not going to get that out of Getzey's offense? Correct. And I think, you know, uh, listen, I I don't have any doubt that, that Antonio Pierce can be successful if everything goes the way he wants it to and if they build their team and they get their quarterback. I will say this. I will say, you know, people were getting excited about, and again, from a fan perspective, I totally get it. We have not heard much from Antonio Pierce about, and I'm not saying he should, but we have not heard much about the football philosophy, how things are going to go, how they're going to build this team. We'll hear that in the months coming as we see how they start putting the roster together with Tom Telesco. So a lot of what we're hearing basically is bumper stickers, folks. It's bumper stickers. So when he talked about a vertical passing game, 24 points, joking, yes, the vertical passing game, what does that do? That gets fans excited. What I would tell you, though, is... Again, vertical passing game is 
the past, it happens now, but it's mixed in. We just talked about quarterbacks for a whole segment, okay? So the dink and dunk, this, people use that as a negative. The, the reality is you will build your offense around the guy who's running it, which is Luke Getze, and then you will get the quarterback you need to run that offense. Luke Getze, too, to your point, not a lot of vertical stuff, but you don't need it to win. I'm not saying that he can't win as an offensive coordinator. Maybe maybe the situation was rough for him, Mo. We've defended Justin Fields to say, hey, don't give up on the guy yet. Let's see what he does in a different situation. Now, Getze was the guy running that offense, but nonetheless, we'll see what happens with Getze there. Also, you talked about how he developed Cole Komet, which is true, but if you look at the play um, uh, distribution, they didn't do a lot of tight end stuff, right? Cole Komet came along better, and so that concerns me a little bit with that. Um, but I do think with Michael Mayer there uh, that they will do that. I think that's something they're going to have to do. But so to your point about your doubts there, I agree 100%. Second, and, and we'll leave it at this, the process, I think, is to me the biggest problem I had. Not who they hired per se, because again, I'm going to repeat them all year round until next January when the Raiders are either in the playoffs or not, which is resume on the grass. So I will judge Antonio Pierce and all of these guys based on their record next year with no excuses, just what they do. So, but the process itself is what I hear from people, and I'm sure you do too, Mo, being based in New York, from national media who look and they say the Raiders Raidered, not because necessarily of their choices, but because the process, we're going to do this. No, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to hire a running backs coach before the offensive coordinator gets here. What if the offensive coordinator wants a running back coach that he had in Chicago or he had somewhere else? So it, it, that to me, to answer Mike's question, is, is a little bit weird. The process to me is where I've always had the problem more so than just the people that they've hired. Absolutely. And look at I look at it this way. If, if the Raiders go out there and score at minimum 24 points a game, no one's caring about the process. All you no. care about is that they made the right hires, right? Right. But but I, I will tell you, if if things go sideways, people right. are going to look back at the hiring process and say, see, they should have brought in a variety of candidates. Just Correct. Now. And I, I will say this. You can like people. You can like their style. You can like their personality. But if they don't perform, it's a perform. It's a meritocracy. So the fact that AP wears cool jackets, that he drives a cool car, that he's a cool guy, that he's a rah-rah guy, that he understands the Raider culture, that's all good. That's important. And I understand for fans, especially vital. I love that. I love that people feel good about that. But if he doesn't perform on the field, I'm not saying he won't, but if he doesn't, to your point, Mo, it doesn't matter what kind of shoes he's walking. I don't care if he's walking around in Nike Air Force. It doesn't matter. What matters is winning. The Raider way is winning not just all the other stuff. The other stuff is great. It goes with it, the swagger, all that jazz. But you know what? Come September, swagger doesn't mean crap. What means crap is wins and, and execution on the field. So we'll see. And they're going to have every opportunity to do it. And for your sake as fans, for our sakes as people who have to cover the Raiders 24-7, uh, 12 months a year, I want them to do well too. I don't want them to do poorly. So we'll see how it all rolls out. Scott, one thing I do want to say though, Yeah. even with... The, the swag that AP has, I, I want to make it clear that he, he, I think people overlook the fact that he's, he knows football. He's not yeah. classified as an X's and O's guy, but he's clearly a, a smart, fo he has a smart football mind. He's played yes. the game at a high level. He's won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. He knows what it looks like. So mm -hmm. that's why I, I say before we judge AP's hires and his coaching staff, please understand that he has a plan. 
we, you know, we may disagree with we parts don't know of it. his plan yeah. or, or question, you know, the process of it. But let's not overlook that AP Antonio Pierce knows football pretty well, even though he's not classified as an X's and O's guy, because he wouldn't have took that Raider team, taken that Raider team from three and five to to a five and four record on his watch eight nine, if he didn't know, you know, some of the nuts yeah. and bolts of the game and understand offense and defense. Yeah, and and again, I'm not saying it's not important. But this this the victory tour and the getting Raider Nation fired up, that's awesome. Like, you know, we saw John Gruden do that when he came back to not to the same level that that Antonio Pierce has done. It's a different feel. But um, that's all great. And, and Raider Nation needed that, like as a fan base. I think they needed that. They needed the hope. They needed the the positive vibes coming from that. Um, but let me tell you, that's going to get you through the offseason. But man, that draft comes. And we'll see what they do. Now, that's Tom Telesco working with the coaching staff. But the, 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 the rubber hits the road after the combine, okay? So, so feel good now, and hopefully he takes that energy and all of that knowledge, like you say, because he is a bright football mind, and he takes that, and that transpires into a winning season. It's going to be a tough, tough, tough division, and it's going to be a tough conference with the AFC those teams, Baltimore, Houston, Buffalo, Miami, they're all going to get better. So it's a big task. Not saying he's not up to it. It's just going to be tough tasks. So there's going to be lots of ups and there's going to be downs. No season ever goes perfectly, right? So we'll get used to that. But Mike, thank you so much for the call. All right, we're going to get to a call. Now I'm going to play this one, Mo. It's a little bit older. It's like a week old because our good friend MDM, who's always in the live chat, and I'll say aloha to him because he's in Hawaii. Um, left it, but it got stuck in the in the in the um, in the spam. So I'm going to play it. So a little bit of it's outdated, but I think his overall feeling. I just want to make sure he gets heard because he is an active participant in the Silver and Black Today community, and I just want to get it. so. So this part about the GM piece here obviously is old news and not accurate because we were going off Cliff Kingsbury. But um, but I want to give MDM the opportunity. So here's MDM. Hey, Aloha, MDM here, um, just weighing in on the coaching and GM hires. And uh, first off, I think you have to uh, differentiate between fans that have been fans for decades since they were young and maybe recent fans, because uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, I've seen this before. I'm not getting a great vibe on anything the Raiders are doing. It, it doesn't matter if it's draft or coaching hires. It always seems like we try to outsmart everybody. And at the end, we kind of end up outsmarting ourselves. Now, the clear move, you know, would have been to hire Harbaugh and try to get Dodds and then, you know, start building a foundation and of a team. And I know many of us, we don't want to see the team broken up. We like some of the players on the team. So we hired AP, you know, to appease the players. And you know what? God bless AP. I hope he does well. We're all rooting for him. I'm a Raider fan. I'm rooting for him. Um, that said, doesn't mean I have to agree with the move. Uh, you know, you have a franchise that's, you know, one of the most known franchises in sports. We're playing in, in Vegas. We're becoming a big money team. Yet we just get a coach that's unproven. This coach, like, never really been a professional coach before as far as being a head coach. Maybe he coached at Pauley. We know he coached at ASU as a defensive coordinator. But, uh, you know, just not getting great feelings. And then we get to Lesko. We're talking about, hey, let's hire a general manager first. And then what do we do? We hire the coach first, then the general manager. 
It's like we can't get out of our own way. And I'm just telling you right now, I, everyone knows I called Stroud, trade up for Stroud last year. We didn't. Of course, we bungled that again with some stupid picks. Uh, but I'm just not getting a good feeling about this. Mm. And then now with the Chargers doing things right, hiring, uh, you know, probably hiring Harbaugh, who knows, maybe Dodd. Uh, we'll see how this all plays out. But a lot of Raider fans been screaming for AP and this and that, thinking they know everything. They're so smart. We'll see how this all plays out. But I'm just, just giving my two cents right now. I'm not getting a good feeling about how this is going to go. Thank you. So there you go. MDM. Good call. Um, from the perspective of, again, like he's he, he's got some feelings there about the fan base and all that. I'm not going to tell people how to feel as a fan. And I don't think that you should dismiss MDM's opinion and how he feels. Because I, I hear a lot of fans and I don't think they're being overly negative because I don't think that was an overly negative call. He's just kind of going with, he's been a longtime fan, how he feels about it, Mo. And he got, he talked about what we talked about with the last question, which is the process. And that's the only problem I've had, right? And like you said, he wants the coaching staff to do well because he's a Raiders fan. He doesn't want them to do poorly. Um, but, but, but some interesting points there from MDM. Now, while we thought AP would be a good option if the Raiders didn't hire Harbaugh, now to speak about the MDM's uh, call, Again, I want to make this clear. This is my opinion. I just Correct. don't think Harbaugh was that interested in the Raiders' job. And I made this Clearly. I made this point on on the X. Would you go to a team that has their established starting quarterback in Justin Herbert, who was offensive rookie of the year and threw for five thousand yards in the season, and that team has the number five overall pick, or would you go to a team that's picking thirteenth and doesn't have their starting quarterback or has a big question mark at the quarterback position? Just Take your Raider glasses off for a minute and think of it as a candidate interviewing for a job. Which job is more attractive to you? And I think Harbaugh chose a more attractive job. So I don't think the Raiders had a had a great shot at getting Harbaugh over, over the Chargers. I wanted to yeah. make that point. The other thing is, I understand what MDM says also about fans who've kind of seen this before, <laughs> the situation before with the Raiders and new fans coming along who may have ha have not known about the the uh the uh bugle situation i think my guy over at, at silver and black today does a great job of um talking about some of the past raider regimes and he talked about i believe it was mark bugle being uh, a player's coach and then he was promoted from offensive coordinator to head coach and it didn't work out well and he was out within a year i'm not saying ap is going to be that no, but I think Raider fans who've been around for a while remember that yes. regime, remember that coaching Correct. staff, remember that promotion to go. Oh, we've seen this before. An experienced head coach coming in, you know, every you know people like him. Now this is a bit different because Bugle was an offensive uh, coordinator. AP isn't an offensive uh, coach. Mm -hmm. He's he has a defensive background. But Raider fans have seen reiterations of this where you get the coach that everyone likes, it flops, and then now what? Now, of course, we're hoping for the best. As as NDM said, he's hoping that AP succeeds. And I'm sure if you're a Raider fan, you're hoping that Antonio Pierce succeeds. But yeah. you've seen the Raiders make these out-of-the-box moves, and it and they haven't worked out in recent years. I just want to say that the track record isn't good, so I can understand why NDM and other Raider fans would be skeptical. What I will also say, though, is, and I said this in, in the earlier segment, the quarterback position is the missing piece to this puzzle. No Based doubt. on what the Raiders do at the quarterback position, it's going to have a dramatic effect on how good or how poorly they're going to look in the next few years. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, thank you, MDM, for your call. And we're running out of time here. I'm going to get one more email in. And if I didn't get to your calls, I apologize, uh, but we will get to them. Keep leaving them, first of all. We certainly appreciate it. But uh, this is from Gary Harkinreader. We haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks, uh, but I wanted to get to this. He said, I listened to AP again at his introduction. Two things stood out. One, he always seems to know how to respond, what to say. There's never any ums, you know, reference to Josh McDaniels. Mm. In his talk, he said he wants the Raiders to have Ill, Ill, Ill intent. This made me think of Al Davis, who said, I'd rather be feared than respected. If Telesco and AP are on the same page, I don't think Mark Davis will inhibit Telesco from spending and investing money. Know you're busy. Thanks for reading. Take care, Scott and Mo. That's Gary. So uh, I get what you're saying there. I think, yes. And, and that was my point. I, you'll never have an issue of understanding how Antonio Pierce feels. And I think right now at this stage, he's saying all the right things. I will say this, okay? And I don't want people to take this the wrong way. So get ready, Mo. Is nostalgia and history are important. I am a history buff, okay? I devour history. I love it. I read history, just fall in love with it since I was a kid. But his references to the old Raider way, I think are good as if it's establishing a culture from here out, which it seems like he did over the, the course of the nine games he coached the team. But don't get caught up in all of that. It has to be also the Raider way as you know it and love it, but modified for the modern NFL game and what you can do, okay? You can't be Lester Hayes and hit people like you used to, as much as Lester was a great player to watch and fun and, and all that stuff. You can't do that anymore. So it's a different game. So the ill intent, all that's football. It's a violent game, of course. So I love it. He's, he's building a language, a nomenclature around the culture, which is great. But now you got to take it forward. So, so think about that. And 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 as Al Davis said, everybody likes to quote Al Davis. Um, you know, the future is what's bright about the Raiders. It's the future that they are building for. And so that's what you got to be focused on. Don't be focused on the past. Be focused on what they're going to do moving into the future. And I think people will be okay. And we'll see how the results net out. Absolutely. And I just want to say, quick question of quick correction of myself, Joe mm. Bugle, who was Joe the Bugle. Raiders. Did you call him Jim? I said Mark because I had Mark Davis oh, on the mind. Joe Bugle, <laughs> who was a Raiders coach in 1997, and my guy Ray over yeah. at Silver Black Today uh, makes a lot of good points of the connection between or the similarities between Bugle yeah. and AP. But to get to the to the last uh, to get to Harkin Reader, look, as I said, if you're if you're a Raider fan, you're looking at it as and, and I get your point, Scott, about history and and riling up the fans in the offseason. It's the offseason. No games are being played. No, Raider fans want to believe that AP is going to be successful. So you're going to hear of all of the all the great stuff. And he he you know he penned a piece at the Players Tribune and talked about basically going back to the Raider way. And he talked about you know Bo J Jackson running over uh, Brian Bosworth in in that game against the Seattle Seahawks and running into the tunnel. And he talks about all those fun and feel good memories, and that's all great. And Raider fans can get behind that. Um, I was a little young to remember that game, you know, but. I will say that he's hitting all the right notes right now. Correct. But the biggest 100%. note, the biggest, the biggest note that he has to hit, and this is not all on him. We talked about it. The draft or free agency, whether the Raiders go for a veteran quarterback, a free agency, and or pick one up in the draft. That's the note that he has to hit. Correct. If he if he hits one out of the park in, in one of those, you know, free agency or the draft, then I think a lot more skeptical Raider fans like MDM who called in. We'll get on board and say, okay, I like the decision that he made at quarterback. 
we have something because there are a lot of Raider fans out there that feel the Raiders are a quarterback away from getting to the Super Bowl. I say the Raiders are a quarterback away from getting to the playoffs because we've, we've seen what a quarterback can do for a team that has some talent on the roster. Yeah. CJ Stroud in Houston is the prime example. So yep. I think if, if again, if the Raiders hit, hit it out of the park with the quarterback position, you start to get more skeptical fans who, who look at AP and go, well, it sounds good now, but how is it going to look on the field? You'll get those fans on board and say, okay, I think AP can get it done. Absolutely. Resume on the grass. I love it. I mean, that's he's getting the opportunity and they'll make the most out of it. But you're right. I think that the next few months we get past the combine, we get to the draft. We'll see what the Raiders are going to do uh, there. But uh, thank you guys for all your contributions to the Raider Nation mailbag. If we didn't get to you, we'll get to you next week. Keep calling in 702-900-7869. That's 702-900-7869. It's down below in the description. If you're watching us, on one of the channels there, you'll see the description there. Uh, also, it's in the podcast description. So if you want to get in the call for next week, what I would do, actually, we're off next week. That's what I have to make a note, by the way. After Super Bowl, Mo's got to work a Super Bowl. He's the big shot lead article for Bleacher Report for the Super Bowl. He's going to be wiped. I'm going to be wiped. So we're going to take, unless there's breaking news, if something happens with the Raiders, that's a big deal. Mo and I will climb on and do an episode, but it's, it's the maybe one out of two, three weeks a year where we're not going to do a show. That's it. Otherwise we're doing shows. So uh, we will be off next week, but make sure you check out Bleacher Report Live. Mo, do you have one coming up? I don't have a Bleacher Report Live coming up like you and like us here, unless there's big breaking news. I, I will be going live. Of course, as you said earlier in the show, pull up the app and you'll know as soon as I go live, it'll hit your app and it'll show up as a notification. But other than that, I will have Sports Not Pieces coming up every week still, just nice. won't be going live on Bleacher Report. Yes, as will I. And you can check that all out on sportsnot.com. Also follow Mo, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You can follow me, LV Gully. Those are both on x.com. We appreciate. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your audio. Also here on YouTube, hit the subscribe, hit the notifications bell and hit that thumbs up. We appreciate you guys being here. Mo, have a good week off from the show and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, man. We're looking forward to reading your story afterwards. Appreciate you, Scott. Of course, we'll be in contact. We won't we won't be live <laughs> here, but of course, you know, we'll be going back and forth about what we see in the Super Bowl in the big game. We will. And, and we might even drop some videos. So, so if you don't follow us on TikTok or Instagram uh, or on X.com, do so there, Silver and Black Today, and you'll, you'll get some content there. But guys, thank you so much for being with us. A shout out to our producers at uh, Odyssey, including Mike Robier. And for Momotan, I'm Scott Branson. This has been Silver and Black Today. We'll talk to you in about a week and a half. Take care, everybody.